Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. today's world. Chaos is the only certainty. Over the last several years, we have witnessed the impossible occur in global events. The need for families and individuals to not only survive, but to thrive is now greater than ever. Experts the world over have emphasized the importance of generating additional forms of income. In the technologically advanced world we live in today, what if there was a way that we can use technology-powered AI where we can have algorithms do the work for you? Well, thanks to Algo Factory, that is exactly what we did. We teach you not only to leverage the market and carve out profits in the chaos, but we show you how to have a better quality of life by creating your own custom algorithm that trades on your behalf 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All the while, you can continue with your day-to-day -day responsibilities, checking in when needed on your trades that is working for you. Many clients of Algo Factory have been able to fund their savings, go on dream vacations, and even quit their nine to five jobs. They have created more time for themselves and more time for their families, all through the power of advanced AI and their personal custom algorithm, Algo Factory. Trade your job, upgrade your life, All right, all right, folks. It is the one and only John J. Singleton is in the house. He's joining us today. And, folks, you can get a hold of John over at aceofcoins.com. Aceofcoins.com is the place where this man shares all the secrets. And if you need to get, get a hold of him, you want to consult with him, it's right there on the bottom. And also check out his YouTube channel. The links are in the description box. Um, the uh, description box is, is right there. The YouTube channel is Privacy Fight, and I'll bring that up as well. Uh, Privacy Fight right here on YouTube. You can catch John. He does daily broadcasts over there with, as well. And with that being said, John, what's up, buddy? How are you? Hey, good, VJ. Thanks for having me on, man. Man, it's been a while. I'm excited yeah. to have you on. Uh, there's a lot to cover. There's some things that are coming down the pike that are on that is on your radar. Mm -hmm. One of which got me startled. Okay. Yeah. And there are some other, and you got, of course, you being the, the person that you are, you've got some, some, some serious workarounds and solutions for this dragnet that seems to be closing in on us <laughs> every single day, John. 
Well, it's funny because when, when the feds come up with some new reg or rule or practice or something, most of the time I just, my clients ask me about it and I just say, well, okay, don't change anything. It's not going to affect you right. <laughs> because of how we're already organized. But this time what we're, you're referring to this new FinCEN rule for January. Yeah. I had to look at that. It took me a few hours and I read all the history on it, the case law, the, all this stuff. And I said, okay, it, first of all, it's not even legally enforceable. <laughs> Right. But the reg itself gives you a defense if they defense in people or even try to enforce it. And so I, what I told everybody is I wrote a, I wrote a response to FinCEN and I said, everybody should refuse to comply. Yeah. I've never said that before. Right. Because it's not even legal. But at the same time, if we send the letter, I mean, if enough people do it, I think they want to implement it in January. And I, why would they do that? Why not do it now? You know why? They're not ready. And also, I think even though they passed the public comment period, and they adopted the reg, I think they realized that people like us are going to wake up and go, wait a minute, you can't do this to people. Correct. And they want to and, see again what happens. Yeah. And for those that don't know, FinCEN is the, uh, um, it's the financial crimes network, the investigation arm of the Treasury Department. Yes. Uh, typically when there's some sort of financial crimes occurring uh, or fraud, uh, there's some large case uh, financial issues occurring with firms and, you know, uh, and hedge funds and whatnot or individuals. FinCEN is what investigates you. They, they get into the nitty-gritty. Uh, this is an egregious reach, overreach of power and authority. I mean, for them to, like, already, like, when you go to a bank, like, you know, you and I discussed this before we went online. When you go to a bank and you're trying to open up a business account, the bank wants to buy compliance, buy anti-money laundering and, and KYC uh, regulations. The bank has to know who the beneficial owners of the company are. And that's sufficient. That's fine. But now FinCEN is requiring that they want to know as well. It's egregious, John. And it's not even when you go open a bank account. It's the fact that you're going to register a company. Even if you're a LLC or even if you register a trust with the state, the secretary of state, and you're just going to hold title to real estate and it doesn't need an EIN and it's not going to file tax returns, the, the FinCEN still wants to have, have that little choke point that requires disclosure and it's all electronic, like it's an electronic portal. You know, you know what worries me? It's like, I'm looking at all the trends that are happening on the market side of things where things are getting more and more controlled, right? Mm -hmm. uh, they want everything and everyone on the list because, oh, sure. and, yeah. and, and the reason yeah. for the list is it's similar to Nazi Germany where yeah. if you're trying yeah. to leave or if they come, you know, in, in a financial collapse, they'll just come and take your stuff. Mm -hmm. And they'll have right to it. I mean, I mean, we're we're a country that back in 1934 confiscated people's gold, and if they didn't give mm -hmm. it up, they went to jail. You know, we're a country where there's civil asset forfeiture, and it is out of control. There's no stop to it, and it's only getting worse. I don't know if you've heard this news, but last year in Beverly Hills, John, there was a um, uh, the FBI raided a private gold vault in Beverly yeah. Hills. And this is why I don't like the United wow. States. Wow, in Beverly people, Hills. Exactly. Wow. It, when, when people vault precious metals or, or, or assets, you know, art, digital assets, whatever the hell it is, and you're keeping it in the United States, you're keeping it in one of the worst jurisdictions on God's green earth with one of the lowest bank secrecy laws on God's green earth. Dude, $86 million of people's wealth and assets were confiscated. Wow. And oh. without without recourse, innocent people who have nothing to do with anything, 
it was the wrong vault. It was the wrong crime. But guess what? It's two years later, right, at this point, and the FBI still has not given back any single gold coin, silver coin, piece of art, anything back to anyone. Huh, so that just means there's no rules, V. There's no there's rules. Just no, if you, they want to play that way, okay, fine. I could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> at some point, man, if they want to keep pushing, people are going to get fed up with it and say, well, okay, then if you took it from me, I'll go take it from you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can't hide it from me. I will find out where it is and I will get it. Yeah. So, and, and, yeah, that and, day and is coming. Is problem. This wow. is the problem, John. This is why it's like, you know, you're you're one of two guys I know. The, the other individual is he's right now lurking in the uh, in the live chat. That's our buddy Bilaj, and uh, you, you guys are the legal eagles. And uh, I'll tell you right now, it's like it's like very few people are educated in the law. And 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 I think this is you know one of the things that you talk about. Uh, uh, you know, our, our other friend he talks about the same thing. They want you ignorant of the law. They want you thinking that law is something that is only for like the initiated few, like a bunch of, you know, wizards in a secret society. Only they are the the elect, and only they can oh. interpret the law for you. Oh, that's why they don't have it. They don't teach law in school. But exactly. when you graduate, you're required to comply with the law and know the law. Is that is that funny? Same thing with finance, <laughs> right? Those are the two things that they obscure from us. Exactly. Well, if you guys want to check it out, look online. Go, you search on for the uh, Corporate Transparency Act, okay? Mm -hmm. And they've they've added a regulation. Now, this regulation is already on the books, and the banks are already collecting during your KYC when you open your bank accounts with your companies. Um, this is under Section sixty four hundred three of the what is it, corporate, what is it on? corporate what Corporate Transparency Act Transparency. of two thousand twenty two. It was amended in September, and it's Section sixty four hundred three now. When you look this up and you look under the Federal Register, which I show people how to do this, you just look under the Federal Register, you'll find the implementing regulation for it. And what you'll find out is you read this thing, you'll find out that basically they're saying, we want to collect your identifying beneficial ownership information from you, your interest, regarding your interest in a company that you're registering with the Secretary of State when you register it. In case you might become later a suspect in money laundering or acts of terrorism or something like that, oh, we can then use it against you. So here's the thing. People say, well, that's against the Constitution. Well, wait a minute. There's no criminal investigation. So technically, you don't have a defense for Fifth Amendment. Right. See how clever this is? Mm -hmm. But you do have a defense for privacy, you know. And they are they are doing it on the pure speculation that they can first of all stop money laundering and human trafficking and prevent threats to the United States. Well, this has been the sales pitch since probably since Vietnam at least. Okay, so has the United States succeeded at that? No. No. So they don't get another chance. We've given what 157 chances, and they haven't done it, and sure. they still want more of our freedoms. So no, you have to first of all prove the risk, and then prove you can solve it. That's where we are right now. People have right. to say enough is enough. You don't get to do stuff in the name of national security until you can prove there's a national security risk and you have the competence and ability to eliminate it. And you didn't provoke it in the first place. Uh, correct. All of which they don't have. No, of course. They're good at provoking. Yeah. They have no competency in eliminating and fixing. They have no competency in anything, no. John. No, right. Exactly. So I approach it two ways. I send, I, So I have this letter here I put together. And I said, basically, F you, I'm not going to comply. I refuse to comply. In fact, I put in the letter, I said, I'm going to use every means necessary to conceal my financial transactions. That's what I put in this letter, okay? So some of you may not want to send this. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm sending, I haven't done it yet. It's a six-pager. You know. Here's the other thing we're doing. <clears throat> 
we put a lien on all this information they want to collect because it's your biographical data and it's your biometric data and you have a property right over it. And so we create a security agreement and then whenever they're going to use it and collect it, it creates a royalty situation they owe you. It creates a, a liability on their accounting. Oh, wow. So I'm not sure how this will play out yet, but this is my way of dealing with it. We're going to have to start doing stuff like this. No, we're going to have to get smart. Look, either if you don't, you know, stand up for yourself, you're going to get pushed around. And it's, you know, it, yes. it's like that old, you know, proverb, my people die for lack of knowledge. That's exactly what's going on in this country, man. You know, you have these bureaucrats and these are not talented individuals, John. These are not the creme de la creme. We're, we're not dealing with Einstein's here. We're dealing with with something that is similar to a, a, a DMV clerk. That's yeah. what you're dealing with. Right, right. It's incredible. And that's what I end up telling them. I mean, sometimes it's a lawyer, and lawyers you know, are educated people, but a lot of times they're, they are kind of stupid. Yeah. And I, I tell them, look, why don't you, after I you know, berate them about what they did, in the bottom of my little paragraph or letter, I say, why don't you consider getting a job in the real world? Why don't you go out and do something that's productive and actually helps people instead of just billing somebody by the hour because you're incompetent and he doesn't know any better but to hire you. <laughs> you know, exactly. you're not delivering any any value there. I mean, the so, fact uh, that they're trying to pierce the corporate veil yeah, on some sort it, of pre-crime is yeah, exactly it's, that's it's what incredible. it is pre-crime. Exactly. So you know, that's why I have technology guys. And you know, somebody's asked me the other day about interaction. He's trying to open a bank account or some of the banks asking for stuff. And I said, you got to change your attitude about answering the bank. First of all, the bank is your supplier. Okay, it, it, you don't work for them. Yeah. This is this is not even a customer, right? So if the bank is telling you they need such and such and such, here's what you got to do. Say, well, look, I'm running a corporation. If you want this sort of information for me when I already have an account opened, um, you're going to need to sign a non-compete, non-disclosure, or at least a non-disclosure agreement. And you're going to have to give me your document retention policy telling me what you're going to do with this data that you're asking me for. And also you have to respect the fact that some of this information you're asking me for is proprietary, just like information that I would ask from you would be proprietary. I can't get it from you. Even the IRS can't get it from you. So if it's proprietary, don't expect it from me. So this is a totally different way of interacting with the banking system. Instead of saying, please open my account. I'll tell you whatever you want. Yeah. That's yeah, what I told him. He started laughing. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is how you have to deal with these creatures. It, it's incredible, man. It really is incredible <laughs> because we need to get real savvy, real savvy. And we need to understand that these bureaucracies, all they want to do is collect data. They want to collect information because the more information you give them, the more they are armed in terms yeah. of dealing with you and what they can take from you and what they can do to abuse you versus yep. when you're armed, you are more empowered to yeah. deal with them and put them in check because that's the way this yeah. whole government was set up. It's for us to keep them in check. We are the government. We are the government, not we just them. Forget. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys know that uh, cryptography is listed as a munition on the U.S. military's munitions list? I've heard of that. Yes. OK. Yes. And if it is, wh why do you think you keep hearing about national security, national security? Makes well, sense. And when you hear this about the CBDC, that's what they're going to be talking about that for national security. Yeah, because because they've listed cryptography, which is the basis of everything we're using. It's the basis of your phone, the, the blockchain, your any email. cryptocurrency. Email, everything. everything has to do with cryptography. So if it's on the U.S. munitions list, and I'm telling you, this is a matter of law. The Congress put it on there. Mm -hmm. Clinton wrote an executive order 92 to remove it, but that's an executive order. That didn't remove it. It's still there. 
so that that's it may answer a few of your questions out there if you're wondering what the heck are they talking about national security well cryptography is the same as bullets as far as they're concerned that makes sense because everything is a battlefield right remember the ndaa sure. turned the american homeland into a battlefield everything's a battle space thus mm-hmm. when you have a battle space and everything is in a constant state of emergency and that's the crazy thing that they've created with legalese in this country man they have mm. transformed the country into a sovereign territory into a perpetual battle space. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, look at it this way. Um, what's the first thing you do if you're going to, if you have an enemy in a wartime situation, the first thing you would do to mount an attack, you would do reconnaissance mm-hmm. and surveillance. Correct. But what do you think your smartphone is being used for? <laughs> reconnaissance and surveillance. <laughs> There's no other reason that to have it. I mean, you don't need that technology. It's nice. <clears throat> you don't need it. But yeah, yeah. that's what we're going. They don't. People don't see it, and then they give it to their kids. So they give the children a phone. Okay, who sh- children should not have a mobile phone. They should get, until they can afford to get their own when they're over eighteen or whatever. Uh, and, and then you tell your child at the same time, don't talk to strangers. But mm-hmm. he's got this technology. He can talk to anybody in the world. Mm-hmm. And he could see anything in the world. And not only that, he could see stuff that happened 100 years ago Correct. without limit. That's bad. Yeah. That's abuse or whatever. That's neglect. So just be aware of what's going on, man. We're surrounded by this. Thank you for getting that up here. Yeah. Check it out. This will piss you off. It should. If it doesn't, this is you what you get. This is telling yeah. me that, hey, we need to get everybody on a list because <laughs> when, the, when the collapse happens, we need to come for your <clears throat> shit. That's exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what the translation is. We, we want to know where it is. Just hold it for us. Hold we'll it for us. Get it later. Right. You know, the Beverly Hills vault confiscation was a, was a dry crazy. run. Just hold it for us, and we're going to come and take your shit because we did it before, and we'll do it again. And all these – and you know what kills me? I, got, I, I, I get emails from people. Hey, so-and-so works at this uh, – whatever, this dupey brokerage here in the United States that deals in precious metals. They're like, so-and-so says I should only buy American Eagles for gold and silver. I'm like, why would you do that? Because that's what he's selling. That's what he's selling, number one. <laughs> and number two, American silver eagles are not even pure silver. Same thing with the gold. They're not pure gold. They're oh, only, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're not pure gold or 0. silver. 0.999, right? They're only three, not four nines. Three. Okay, well, four okay? nines four is, nine is pure, yeah, right? Okay. Right, right. So I, always, I was like, why would you get a coin that has the hallmarks of a jurisdictional authority that has the historical evidence and the historical uh, uh, um, action of confiscating said gold and silver. Yeah, right, exactly. This is why I always tell my clients, if you have stuff, don't get it in anything U.S. denominated. It's a big problem. But but so-and-so told me to get a American Silver Eagles, one of the best things in the world. No, don't. They will you know? claim it as their own. I mean, you could just get the, the straight out, you know, ugly coins, bullion, bullion without the insignia on there. That's a good idea. Just the bars. I mean, I think I have one right here, actually. Yeah, I do. I have a, um, what is this? This is a hundred grams, right? Yeah. And a little, and some plastic. Uh, but yeah, this is what you want, man. Hundred gram little bar. Yeah, I don't want any hallmarks on, on my stuff. If I do, if I have international hallmarks, if I need to liquidate it, why the hell would I liquidate it here in the United States? No, right, no. Why I mean, I, I would take for stuff. Yeah, I, I used to, I used to get the 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 one ounce, uh, what do they call them, rounds, and then I had an emblem and a little. I forget what I did. It was years ago, fifteen years ago. It was for my whole family. It was a like a symbol for my family, and I had that minted on there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I was putting my family's emblem on there, but that costs a little bit more. There's a premium on that. It's kind of silliness, but still. 
Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense. Dude, I mean, this is all more confiscation stuff that's coming down the pike. I mean, look, look, they're they are they're 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 moving hard against crypto, right? They they've made it very impossible for, um, you know, they made it very impossible for uh, for people to you know purchase crypto for them to liquidate crypto. Yeah, uh, the KYC process that if you were to get on you know Coinbase. Mm-hmm. Is next to impossible. You know, you you're not making a large purchase. You're not placing a a two hundred thousand dollar order on Coinbase. <laughs> exactly. You're exactly. gonna be waiting around for a well, few weeks, buddy, for that we one have to happen. We have to get away from the third parties. And exactly. It, it tells you that this is what we need to be doing: more using crypto coins, more, more, yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have a way of, of of doing that, John. Here's the other thing that you you touch base on. Describe for us, break apart, and you know, show us exactly like. This whole thing about you know securitizing your data. Number one, how do we do it? Number two, how do we enforce this? Is the big question. Okay. Yeah, good. Well, first thing you have to describe it. If you can describe property, then you can claim it. Yeah. And so that's what we're doing. If if my property includes my fingerprint and I can make an image of it and let you use it for something, then I can claim the right to it because you can't. Now, if I right. don't claim the right to it, it's abandoned, isn't it? So all that data, then you have guys have no idea what's being collected about what you're doing, and it's just crazy. It would make you really pissed off. But anything you can describe in, in which you have exclusive rights and it came from you, and identifies you, can be claimed as your own private property. And so once you describe it, the way you claim it is you create a security agreement between the collector, user, and storer of this information. Like let's just pick on Google for a second. So Google collects your data, and so you have a claim on that. So Google becomes your debtor. You become the secured party. Now, it is that way now. It's just you, you haven't said it. You haven't created a legal instrument that does it. There's a body of statutes called the Uniform Commercial Code. Those are, those are adopted into nearly every state's statutes. The UCC is what they call yep, it. Yep. Yeah. So from there, you would write up what's called a security agreement, just like a mortgage. It is a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's call it this way. Let's call it a, a licensing agreement. Okay, so a security agreement establishes a legal claim on all the things, all the property that's being collected and used that relates to you. Right. And you can impose licensing terms as you would, just like any other intellectual property, like a book or a song you've written or whatever, a video you produced. It's the same thing with your fingerprints, your signature, even the way in which you walk. Okay, if you could describe it. That's a that's a biomarker. That is an actual biomarker. Correct. It's a biometric yeah, data or marker yes. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, even your histological examples like uh, blood and, and DNA and all these things can be described and then you can make a claim on them. And now here's what I'm thinking. Of. So that's the way to do it. You have you create a security agreement once you describe the property. Okay, now the, the second part of what you're asking is how do I enforce it? Well, there's two ways this plays out that I can see right now. And I haven't done this yet. It has been used for centuries. We just haven't used it for this yet. Um, is you simply record the lien. It goes with the county recorder's office, just like a mortgage is recorded against your house. And or it gets recorded with the secretary of state for your state. And there's a place where those records are collected and published and you can go find it yourself. Then you record it possibly with the United States or any other jurisdiction that's going to have to do with enforcing a claim of that nature in the court system maybe. Now, in that, in that security agreement, by the way, I make it to where the debtor does not have access to the court nor a jury trial, the same shit they do to us. Yeah. <laughs> I made them, and, and this is another subject we could talk about, but so that's all in there. So once you record this lien, 
and you it's a perfected security interest okay it, it will show up on the debtor's balance sheet it might take another quarter to show up it might take two quarters to show up mm -hmm. like three six months from now yeah but it's going to show up as a liability mm. it would be like um google borrowing several hundred dollars from you every few months and not paying you back yet and it would show up like that in their accounting records. So the longer you wait and the more people that do this, the more liability builds up to, to some point where some account says, what the heck is this? Sure, <laughs> exactly. And how does that affect their insurance and their investors? It, 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 big it time. does. It, it, I, it will send shockwaves. They, they, oh, they, yeah. They, they, they would crack oh, their yeah. pants. At some point, there's going to be a threshold where the investor says, "Screw this, man! I'm going to go. I'm going to go buy the restaurant in my neighborhood." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that that is what I'm thinking. That is how it really is effective for our purposes. What are our purposes? I don't know. Maybe we don't want us our data to be used that way anymore unless we get paid for it. I mean, Muhammad Ali. I liked using his example. He sold his likeness. Now, this guy, of course, he had a likeness. I mean, we probably don't. I mean, no, who he... cares what I look? Who cares what I'm going to say? You know, who's going to quote me forever? <laughs> But, you know, Muhammad Ali, fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee, right? I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. So uh, in, in, 2004, in 2004, you know, he was still hanging in there. He sold his likeness. He sold 80% of it for $50 million. And he set up an LLC to own the other 20%, which still is still around. It's called GOAT LLC, G-O-A-T. Greatest nice. of, all, of time. all time. Greatest of all time, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not too up on those things, but anyways, so, so that's him, but so, so that he died recently and I'm sure his likeness might be worth a heck of a lot more. I don't know who had what use for that. I'm sure someone made a problem. I mean, there, there is, it. I mean, you got to understand. I mean, yeah. uh, Ali's likeness has been used in video games, boxing video games, by okay. you know, electronic arts. So those right. ro royalties are definitely played out to that estate and to whatever that LLC is absolutely correct. Yeah. So it's nothing new. Every I didn't film. invent this. Yeah. I'm just copying other people doing it. I swear I did not. There's I cannot invent any of this stuff. So you're, you're probably sitting there going, this guy's crazy. What is he making up all this stuff? No, no, it's, it's true. actually I mean, Bill, it's Bill the just... underpinnings of our economy. Yeah. Do, do you guys even know where Disney World gets the right to have a story on Snow White? Ha. Someone wrote that story. Somebody wrote that. Yeah, same thing. Disney did not write Snow White. They didn't no. write Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast. These are all existing stories. Pinocchio, these are all existing stories. So where the hell did they get the right to, to have this? You had the Brothers Grimm and all these guys that you know, wrote yeah, fairy that, tales. Yeah, really wrote it, right. Yeah, and they're gone. And those, those copyrights expire after 50 years or so, or 35 years. Mm -hmm. And so they're up for the grab, the grabs, right? That's why you're starting to see. Now, I, I'm dating myself, right? So... I, I'm just saying, you know, you're going to know how old I am. But if, you, if I'm hearing songs that I heard in the 70s sung by to totally different people only because the copyrights have expired. Got it. Yeah. They don't have to pay sense. royalties now. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, so just just be aware of this sort of thing. We have this right in front of ourselves. OK, we can we can use this. And I don't know if you want me to touch on that idea. So how do you enforce it now? I can foreclose upon my interest also, I could record it and passively just sit back and watch the fireworks, or I can go into a court and I can foreclose upon a default condition in the security agreement. The security agreement gives me a cause of action. Now, the security agreement is the law. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me what law lets me do this. The mm -hmm. security agreement lets me do this. Right, right. And so if I could, maybe this is a slightly different subject, but I'm showing people right now, and I've just done this from uh, my 91 acres here in Florida. I put an HOA covenant on the property. Mm -hmm. And I told the tax collector, eh, I'm not going to pay any property taxes. <laughs> 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 
And, you know, so here's what happens. I'm gonna tell you what I, I did oh, this one you, other time. You're so I, mischievous. I, I love did you, this. Man. I did this one other time by by chance, and I know that this is why I know it works. So, I, I beat a foreclosure with this method. Okay, right. by chance. But anyways, mm -hmm. this time I'm doing it deliberately. So, if for for some reason you know, they, they, they go through the process, they assess the tax, and they go and they foreclose a couple of years from now, which is only a, a small amount of money. It's, it's a few hundred bucks or something, but it's a point. Um. This goes also for city fines and, and county ordinances and all this nonsense. Okay, building codes, which by the way, guys, I, I'm all for building codes for safety, sure. but I'm not, I'm not gonna be abused by them. So this is another reason why I'm doing it, not to just get out of the system, you know? But I wanna show people, okay, so if, if it's property gets foreclosed upon and it goes for auction, let's just say it goes for auction and the investor looks at the listing and says, oh heck, there's an HOA on there. Oh, there's an impact fee and there's annual, oh, quarterly dues. I made it to where, it would be it would be more expensive to pay the dues than to actually buy the property at at the retail price it, it doesn't make any sense in other words okay and if i did nothing and someone got the title to the property from a, a tax lien foreclosure um he would owe me a huge amount of money huge amount of money because of the way the the assessments are set up because the hoa covenant is a lien that is never expired the ah. property tax is expired it's exhausted once you foreclose on the property like a mortgage yeah. and a mechanics lien once you foreclose on those liens all those become exhausted and cannot be foreclosed upon again until a new debt comes up well the hoa covenant is forever perpetual it doesn't get exhausted so i just sit back and be the last one having a lien right be the last one and when the smoke clears i just go and take the property back that's right that's right. I, I, I remember we've done we've both, we've done this for a client of mine uh, years ago, yeah. John. If you remember, this was a okay. with a commercial real estate. Okay, we probably did. Gosh, I forget. Okay, so maybe that's two. But... Oh <laughs> yeah, my I mean, god, we the get the lawyers, last laugh. Right? The lawyers so... just stood around wondering, all right, we're gonna foreclose on this, and all of a sudden they see the. They see the the title go to a corporation that you created for the client, that and they can't the get around it. They can't get around it because <laughs> no matter what the law says, <clears throat> the covenant is the law of the property, and it's outside of the mortgage. It's outside the bank can't say anything about it. It's not a fraudulent conveyance. I mean, and I've got a case right now, guys. You, you'll be interested in this. I've got a case right now where this guy kind of screwed up. He'll even tell you he tried to title his property all different ways. And then he, he didn't file tax returns. And then he sent all these nasty letters to the IRS saying, F you, I'm not going to pay. And so what do you think they did? They showed they got, up. Yeah, they got the DOJ to sue him. Well, right. you, you would think the IRS can just take your stuff. No, it's not that easy. No. Um, in a situation like that, they actually have to go get permission from the district court judge. Right. So, And they probably will get it. Mm -hmm. So they're suing him right now. And they said in the pleading, we want his house. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. he's, he's, he's cheating us, you know. So we put this clean and clear property already. He had, a, he had a mortgage and all this stuff. So we put an HOA, we put his house under an HOA covenant, he and his neighbor. Mm -hmm. So now there's two parcels in an HOA. You can do it for one parcel, by the way. Sure. We did it for two parcels. So the smoke will clear next year sometime, late next year. And we're fighting him in court. We're trying to make him prove stuff. We countersued him, all this stuff. We're trying to say, where's the assessment? <laughs> you know, there's no debt here. But in the end, the, 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 the district court's going to give him the judgment. But he will not lose his property. Correct. That's the whole, that, that's the game. And this is what I, you and I have been trying to educate, especially the clients that you and I were working with and the clients that I've sent mm -hmm. to you. I and mean, you've worked with thousands of my clients at this point. Yeah. One of the things we always tell people, this is a friggin' game. This yeah. is a game. Just learn Do how to not, play it. 
<laughs> I remember the first time I started working with you, John, like, I don't know how many years ago, like five years ago, six years ago, I think, I don't know, seven years ago at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. And I, I, I remember my first letter that I gotten from some official governmental bureaucratic source, right? And I'm like, John, what do I do? He's like, he's like V. He's like, you're like, VJ, it's just letters on a page, man. That's all it is. It's just letters on a piece of <laughs> yeah, paper. Yeah, it's a piece of paper, right. That's all it is. And I looked at it, and all of a sudden, you know, it's like that epiphany went off in my brain. I'm like, holy shit, he's right. Right. It's just nothing but a right. bunch of letters on a piece yeah. of paper. I crumpled it up. Yeah. Threw it in the waste Sometimes basket. you can do that. Right. Yep. I threw it in the wastebasket. I'm like, John, let's go have some fun with these yeah. assholes. And that's exactly. exactly and you sh- what we You did. show other people, then they're not afraid. This is what I realized that's in the 90s. It. So in the 90s, I was new. I was learning this stuff from my partner. He was teaching me. And uh, I'm watching all these people get their stuff taken from the IRS. And they're saying, I have this trust and all this stuff. And it didn't work. And the IRS took all their stuff. Well, because they didn't know what they were doing. And I thought, okay. What's the common denominator with all these people? They're getting annihilated by the IRS. And some may be rightfully, I hate to say, but others didn't deserve it. And what the common denominator was is that they all had stuff. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well, what's the solution? Argue with the IRS? No. Pay an attorney to defend myself? No. Mm-mm. Go to task court? No. Just don't have the stuff. I don't actually need the stuff. I just want to use the stuff. I want right. to use a house. I want to use a boat. Yep. I want to use cash. Yep. I just don't want the liability for it. So Correct. I started learning how to write contracts and change property rights using corporations and contracts and insurance even to avoid the liability. And and that's worked ever since. No matter what the laws are, it's always worked. Yep. Yep. Exactly correct. Exactly. Because again, they, they, they can't shut off their own loopholes. They can't close their own loopholes. They and I don't have to argue with them. If you yeah. argue with them, you already lost. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> This is what this this is the old David Rockefeller adage: own nothing but control everything. Yeah. Hey, can we mention that what I was, we're talking about just before? Whatever you want to do, man. People people might like this. Okay, so you're watching all these bankruptcies get filed, and sure. maybe it's entertaining for you. I don't know. It's curious for me. We're probably like, hmm. I look at it like, what the heck? How can I benefit from this? Because I oh, like you're talking that, about Bed Bath and Beyond that just went. I was just gonna say, up. yeah, I like that store. I mean, I try not to go there because I want to buy everything in there. Like, yeah, I need. I'll that. be honest <laughs> with you. I do like Bed Bath and Beyond. When I go yeah. there, I, I head right over to the appliances. I check out the new coffee machines, toasters, air I have fryers. To say. See what's new, man. You know. And I definitely don't let my wife go in there. But no, no, no that, that's a dangerous <laughs> thing. My that's a dangerous so, thing. But now that it's in bankruptcy court, and there is a process by which you can buy, acquire the things, the chattel, the appliances, the products that were in the company that were sitting in a warehouse somewhere, and they're still in the warehouse. It's now in the custody of the trustee of the bankruptcy court. Mm-hmm. So you can actually go to the trustee and say, hey, can I buy that? You ever hear this 10 cents on the dollar nonsense? Sure, sure. It's not always like that, but you can. Now, it, it, it does take a little, there's a bit of work there, and you probably need a little bit of cash. I would say if you had $10,000 that you wouldn't care if you lost it, not that you would lose the money, it's just 10000 that could just sit out there or more, okay? This is something you might want to consider doing. And if you're looking at, I need to park a half million dollars somewhere. I've talked to people that just cleared out their 401k or whatever, and they're like, what do I do with $137,000? Okay, well, get it into something. Like, you can buy these things. It's not hard to buy the things. You could do it. You probably need an attorney, not a bankruptcy attorney. It's got to be an attorney that deals with this type of uh, process. It's called a 363 purchase. Mm. It's a 363 purchase in Chapter 11 from bankrupt companies. You have to make a reasonable offer, and there's a strategy in that, all this stuff. I'm not going to get into all that. Um, now, here's the thing. You can buy the stuff. Just have a way to, to sell it. You want to sell it as quickly as possible, 
And there are ways of doing this on eBay and Shopify and so forth. Now, just keep in mind, there's a trend right now of everybody's trying to sell his stuff because he's trying to pay his rent. He's trying to get rid of yeah, that yeah, second yeah, yeah. car. So just be aware that the market's flooded right now with consumers selling their stuff they never Yeah, we had a lot of stimulus ballers, John. A lot of the There's, stimulus yeah, ballers we have, who, yeah. who, who went out there and got like $750 a month car payments, and now they can't afford the car because they're upside yeah. down in it, and uh, it's being repo left and right. So he's ditching everything right now. Yeah, and be aware on the car thing, too. From what I understand, we're, Lucky Lopez, I think, is the guy I follow. Hey, Lucky's great. I love Lucky. Lucky's great. He, yeah, he'll tell you the square deal, man. He'll tell you his trade secrets. But he was saying that um, uh, the, these companies, these lenders are trying to work deals out where they don't take the car back because, in fact, not even report it on your credit because it's going to adversely impact their investments. Correct. Their investors. Oh, yeah, big time. Because yeah. everybody is beholden to somebody. Yeah. Including right. the lenders. Right. Because it's all a it, it's a massive market and it's all a massive daisy chain because it, it, there's all sorts of, you know, collateralized debt that's involved in this. Uh, all sorts of financial vehicles, all sorts of derivatives that are dependent upon these loans. Oh, yeah. People don't realize when you have these bank failures, when you have everybody defaulting on auto loans. Mm-hmm. That's going to set off a daisy chain of derivative bombs going off in the entire financial system. And that's yeah. something that they're terrified of. So they don't yeah. want this on the books. They, they'd rather settle that's it right. with you at this point, just have the car repoed and not reported or something like that, or, or so, work out some sort of re- arrangement with you. Yeah. Yeah. Start looking at this stuff and also realize people are keeping their cars longer and they need replacement parts. So if, if you're able to acquire vehicles or parts, maybe and you have a way to store them correctly, <laughs> not in your front yard somewhere. I mean, or flip them or do something. I mean, or scan them. What the heck, man? Scan the parts yeah. and have the data that you can just print new uh, parts with a 3D printer. Absolutely. So, yeah, the, all that's going on. But check out the 363 offers to buy things out of Chapter 11 bankruptcy for a way to get lower price, maybe really low priced things yeah. like crates of the same thing I could sell for, you know, five times what I paid for it. If you're if you already have an eBay account, that might be something to look at. Yeah. And then eBay, eBay has that thing, thanks to the Biden administration, that we have to, uh, uh, what is it, they, they, they report on anything over 599 bucks, you know? Because, Whatever, I mean. Because they're trying, to, they're trying to catch rich people, John, because they know yeah, the rich, rich people, people have, you know, know. $600 transactions. It's yeah. only the rich people, yeah. Yeah, it's only the rich people that have $600 transactions. See, this is what, I, I use companies for everything. Money moves around me. I never have a gain. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, it, this is, but it's funny, if you don't know that. If you don't know that, well, then you're like thinking, oh, t- I'm going to get a 1099. What do I do now? Oh, go to my accountant. Yeah, your accountant will sell you out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I love going to the accountant. Well, well here's the deal, BJ. I, I, the speed limit is 65. Uh, I like to go 67. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you're not saving me much money, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. But uh, so, so there's um, I don't know if, you know, uh, there's one thing that I think w- what I really would like to do, VJ, is our next call. In fact, what I would like to do is consider maybe we do an intro, right, to promote yeah. something so and do like a podcast with only the people that are willing to, you know, join. I, our... I, I think it's uh, I think it's time we it, it's about time we do another strategic life conference, man. Another... And, and the thing is, w- when we do that, it's going to be a paid one, I think. I, I think, think so. it should be. like Yeah, I think they should feel like they got way more out of it than what they paid. Yep. I think it should be showing them what they can actually do like right now. And I'm going to give, I'm going to give you a hint. I, I just picked one. Now this is a plan that you can replace the product. I'm just going to pick this product and I'm just thinking e-bikes as a product. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just seeing them all around and I don't see any dealerships. There's one in my area in Orlando <laughs> here. 
I think I could do a better job than that guy. I have never met him. So I just, <laughs> you know, I'm just saying e-bikes, I'm thinking of creating a, a business plan and putting together my suppliers, my marketing plan and all these things. But I'm going to add a little bit of spice in there mm. and I'm going to develop a business plan with all these components using the artificial intelligence application online. Ooh, just to show nice. you that it can be done. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> as soon as Guys, laugh. Now's I the time it. to, now's the time to start looking at that AI. And, and you know, I, I, I'm, I sound like a hypocrite. I was one of you out there. One of my clients is saying, John, you should be doing what I'm doing. And he starts telling me all this stuff about what, how he's using AI and he's not even hiring new people. All he has to do is go to the AI and have him do it. Yep. So anyways, I'm learning. Okay. He kind of shamed me into it. Um, I, and some of, some of the work I do, uh, we have to write these legal briefs, right? So one, one of the guys on my team, he did this, not me. He figured out how to get the AI to actually write the opposing brief. No way. We take the attorney's brief. We feed it into the AI. Right. And it gives us a, the opposing brief now. Lawyers are doomed. <laughs> lawyers are doomed. We, we pitted the lawyers against the AI. Oh! Yeah. Now, just so you guys know, this these are cases about the fake public health emergency. Okay? Sure, sure, sure. Okay. That's what they're having to deal with now. And it's coming up in about a month. We're going to have it. We just did the first one and we're like, oh, shit, man. This is not only as good as – I mean, I thought I was good at writing a brief. I'm pretty good at writing a brief. But when I throw the AI in there, it's more. It's like more detail. It already Holy said what I said, God. but it said more. Wow. <laughs> Dude, this is uh, this is going to this is going to crush a lot of legal careers. Yeah. Oh, they're gone. Oh, lawyers are gone in ten years. Yeah, lawyers are gone. Yeah. I'm sorry if you're a lawyer. You guys are hearing this, but look, you really should get a job in the real world. Yeah, <laughs> being, being a lawyer. You know, look, look seriously. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur, but you know, I do I do things that you know would people would say that's that's a lawyer. But I look like this because I know how to cut my grass. That doesn't mean I need to be a, a professional grass cutter. Correct. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a professional. I'm gonna run a restaurant or something. I'm gonna go make something. I'm gonna manufacture something. Right. But just because you know the law, I mean, everybody's supposed to know the law. Why sure. are you special? Why do you get to charge a few hundred bucks an hour? Exactly. We're all supposed to know the dang law. <laughs> so it's not special. Though so you, you, they're on their way out. They are on their way out. And if and if we get our way, banking would be on the way out as well. That'll be it the is. next thing. It is. We you just know? have to. I mean, it's it's have fighting. To it's fighting hard. It's 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 fighting hard to to squeeze us. But, you yeah. know, it's like we have all the technology in the world right now. We don't need these a-holes <laughs> whatsoever. We don't. We don't need them at all. We can, we can ignore them. So. Legally or even financially, we do not need them. They are obsolete. Yeah. Unbelievable, it, man. It gets deep, man. But we, could, we there's more we could talk about. But I just, I know, I really like uh, just d describing this to people and just check it out. You know, th there's opportunity you, you can't imagine. Just check it out. John, anything else that's on your radar? No, I just, uh, I, you know, just what we just talked about here. This is what's playing out this year. I mean, um, yeah. so we're going to we're going to start firing away all these security agreements and maybe we'll have some news on that in a few months. Yeah. Uh, you might even see some things in the news. Yeah, absolutely. That. John, you yeah. and I. OK, so let's do this. Folks, go to Ace of Coins. You want to you want to get a hold of John? Just go all the way to the bottom. It says right there. You yeah. Could book ahead. OK, you could join his Telegram group. You can join his YouTube right there. Links are in yeah. the description box. We're, John and I are going to be doing a strategic life seminar very soon. And uh, we will announce it 
and uh, we will have a way for you to to pay for it. And we're gonna go to the soup, soup, uh, you know, soup to nuts, man. Everything from yeah, business setup, opportunity setup, bank account setup. Yeah, make you bulletproof. Show you how to get your customers. Yeah, how to present it. Yeah, oh, nothing but control everything. Yeah, and and all you have to do is send like a lot of gold to an address that VJ is gonna give you. That's it. Just send the gold there. <laughs> Not American Eagles. I won't take American Eagles. Would you actually send those back if somebody sent you an American Eagle? I, I would send them back. Really? It's, it's liable. Dude, it's a it, it's like Okay. I would keep it, but okay. I, I would melt it down. <laughs> okay, melt it maybe down. I do. I'll melt it work, down and though. I'll recast it. Oh. I'll, I'll make it a gorilla coin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want eagles. I don't. It's, Look, it's guys, a liability, you gotta take, man. You, you got to take your profits once in a while, okay? My my landlord raised the rent five hundred dollars. Okay, it took two rent raises in a one year period, and I was happy with that. I said, please go ahead. I, I understand. I mean, and they're still breaking even. Okay, so yeah. I'm good. But here's what I did. So because I you know, I buy gold and silver and all this stuff, I don't just sit on it like Gollum, you know, in the Hobbit. Oh, I uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I took out a, a bar of gold and I and I sold it and I made a bunch of money off of it because when I bought it it was really low and now it's really high you know, and then I paid the rent for the year with that part part of that, and so really uh, the rent went up on paper but I still paid the same that I've been paying for since I moved in here six to seven years ago. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of thing it's it's a small number, but heck, yeah. I mean this is how you want to think and so now what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a little more cash flow whatever I'm going to funnel some more cash flow back into and, and leverage my way back into some gold maybe you know yeah. maybe buy half of it back or something like that but that's the kind of way you want to think about this stuff <laughs> not just hoard it forever absolutely John thank you so much for joining us today folks who are asking questions about the links if you're watching us on Twitch or other uh, platforms there's no description box in Twitch You'll see it in in like YouTube and and uh, this will be on Rumble, um, and of course the RogueNews.com website, uh, it'll be there as well. So um, that's where you get all the info, um, and of course Facebook as well has the uh, the links. And with that being said, John, thank you so much, man. Uh, we'll BJ. collaborate, folks. Uh, keep it locked and loaded right here. Subscribe, like, comment, share. Uh, and we will keep you posted, especially on the Discord. If you need to join the Discord, I'll put the link into, in, in the description box for that. Or email me, v at roguenews.com, v at roguenews.com. And I will send you the link to the Discord. And we'll make all the announcements on Discord, on YouTube, on everywhere else. So you will know in advance when uh, John and myself will be uh, you know, doing this uh, seminar so you guys can join. All right, folks. Thank you all for listening in. Matthew Errett at 2 p.m. today. Matthew Errett at 2 p.m. Cheers, everyone.